All right. Another week of the Pete the Planner show. Uh, I'm your host, Peter Dunn, Pete the Planner. Uh, joining me as co-host this week is Theodore Patrick Dunn, Tito Buckets, Ted Dunn himself. Ted, hello. Hello. It is good to be with you. Thanks for being on the show with us this week. Good to be with you, too. That's very kind. Also, uh, Uncle Dame is with us, too. Hello, Dame. Hey, Tito. Hi. So, Dame, you made it back to the show. Joe Saul uh co-hosted last week. How scared were you that your job was in jeopardy? Uh, I had to quit watching halfway through because <laughs> I was uh, a little nervous. But then I realized that it wouldn't have done any good if I was on the show anyway because I would have basically been watching a tennis match of conversation between the two of you and wouldn't have had anything to say. Well, uh, Dame, this is our final live show of the year. We're not doing a show next week. Uh, and so uh, we brought Ted. Ted asked to come in. So we're going to do some random basketball segments. The people are saying hello. Blake, hello. Good day. Uh, Danza is a friend of ours. She says uh, hello. She says, Tito. Hi. Ted, can you show the people uh, your... I know this is, uh, by the way, a podcast, so it's sort of hard. We're doing a visual here. But, Ted, can you hold your ring, your championship ring that you just won from basketball up to the screen here? There you go. It is a giant ring. It is bigger than any class ring I've ever seen in my life, and he won it for a fourth-grade basketball league. Yeah. Yeah. How many points do you think you average this season, Ted? 3.8. 3.8 points per game? Uh-huh. That's a pretty good guess. Right. So later in the show, you're going to give us your top five NBA sleepers, the guys that you know about that other people don't know about. Right. Yes. Okay. So at various times during the show, you're just going to give us tips on basketball, right? <laughs> no. Yes. Okay. Okay. I took your voice down. Okay. Good. Uh, Dame, here's what we're doing on the show this week. We are talking top uh, three ways to start your financial year. Right. So we'll do that. We are also talking about what makes, what sort of personality traits does a person need uh, in order to generally make good financial decisions? Do you think that's the way we're saying that? If it's how we're saying it now, it'll probably change between now and the time we actually do the segment. <laughs> so it's not your first show you're saying? Yes. Uh, then we've got to talk about it. And I know we talk about it a lot, but the fact that President Biden just extended the student loan situation, it I, we were in a meeting yesterday and, it, and you were like breaking news and you like sent it across and your team was sitting across like, I, I, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say this is going to become incredibly problematic. The problem is now getting worse. So we will talk about that. Uh, and of course, biggest waste of money and uh, the news. So that's what we're doing this week. So Ted, so far, this is the show before the show. I'm about to start a radio show here in a couple of minutes. This is like the podcast live stream. Ah. And then the show starts. So this, what is happening right now, like right now, right now, will not be on the radio. Oh, okay. Okay? Yeah. So, but people are seeing this and people on the podcast uh, are, oh, Craig P. Anderson's here. Every time we bring up student loans, he pops up like he's Jiminy Cricket or something. Uh, hello, Jameson. Uh, you're from Indianapolis. You're in Indianapolis. Home for the holidays. That's fantastic. Usually from Texas. Um, Craig wants to know if you can give Ted Craig P. Anderson wants to know if you can give your classic touchdown uh, for that. You remember when the Colts <laughs> score and you were a little baby and I took a gif of you doing a touchdown. Oh yeah. Can you do that? Wait, what? Okay, so that's not going well. <laughs> All right, so Ted, I can tell that you're going to make the show fantastic. 
You know what? When you have good food and all you do is just add a little bit of seasoning, just a little bit of seasoning, I think today you might be that little bit of seasoning. Okay. Yep, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Dame, uh, regret hasn't set in yet, but it's on the way. All right, everybody. Let's start the show. What are we going to start with? Uh, Can we start with the student loan thing? Sure. Let's do it. Let's get it out of the way. Is it April? No, it's got to send in 90 days. It's out to May, if I remember correctly. Okay, so February. Yeah. So it's February first to May first. Okay. Here we go. Oh, I gotta set my clock. And I'll be ready to go here. Do 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 do. do. All right. Here we go. Ted, this has got to go to nine minutes and twenty-two seconds. Okay? okay. So if you get to a point where you're talking and this is getting close to nine minutes and twenty-two seconds, stop talking and pass it back to me. Okay. Okay. All right. Don't start it yet, because if you start it, the show starts, and we're not ready. Oh. Okay, you ready? You want to start it? As soon as you hit that, the radio show starts. Oh, so okay. you, you tell me when you're going to do it. You hit it, the radio show starts. Okay. Okay? You're telling me, are you about ready? Yeah. Three, okay. two, one. This week on the Pete the Planner Show, we answer your money questions. Here's how the show works. You email us, askpete at petetheplanner.com. That's askpete at petetheplanner.com, and we will do our... I was going to say we'll do our best to answer it. We, we may or may not answer it, but that's not the point. We are glad to be with you every week here. Uh, we talk about your financial lives, about what's going on in the economy, and why we, I mean, uh, of course, my my friend, my coworker, the person that I share a last name with, but actually not a bloodline, Damien Dunn. Hello, Dame. Hello, Pete. Good to have you back this week. This is our last show of 2021. So we will see how our stock picks are doing right before we call it a year and then make new picks uh, the next time we're live on the show. And a special guest joining us this week is Mr. Tito Buckets himself, my nine-year-old fourth grade son, Ted Dunn. Hello, Ted. Hello. It's good to be with you. You have been on the show before, have you not? I think so. Oh, excellent. It was such a loving memory. You you store it deep within your soul and your heart. Oh, it was when I like interviewed my toys. <laughs> you interviewed your toys on the radio show? Yeah. That sounds like great radio. <laughs> All right, Dame. So it is a bonanza of Duns today here on the show. Dame Dunn, Tito Buckets Dunn, and uh, Peter Dunn. All right, so Dame, this week, uh, President Biden announced... Uh, student loans are are once again on pause. Like People do not have to make student loan payments for another 90 days. That was set to expire at the end of January. Student loan payments are going to be due in February. And I don't get this at all. I do not understand why this is happening. Now, I will know 89% of people, and you were right about that, about 89% of people say they are not ready for student loan payments to start back up. And I think to some degree, that is when the decision, how the decision was made. I just completely disagree with this. It's, is it really that surprising though, Pete? I mean, are, are you really shocked that it got extended one more time? And when I say one more time, tongue planted firmly in cheek because now you're going to be in May and well, gosh, that's getting kind of close to the elections, Pete. May you can you it's not right around the corner, but you can see them from there. And what are the chances that they don't get pushed again in May? I, I don't know about that. I, 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 it is very possible. I will say I'm surprised but not shocked. I thought that given 
inflation and mm-hmm. given lots of other situations going on that it, it now was the time to do it despite the fact that it would be very hard it is also worth noting dame that you and i need to say that we are both not making student loan payments mm-hmm. uh, we are not uh, people directly affected by this uh, and i have no problem with people getting support especially when we're in the midst of one of the worst economies ever we are not in the midst of one of the worst economies ever. Um, I, I am more in support for extending the, the child tax credit, advanced child tax credit, than I am for pausing the student loan payments because I think this is just going to make the problem worse and worse and worse. If you go on Twitter and look at the announcement on President Biden's page, you will see that uh, people are appreciative of the extension but are very upset in the same same sentence because he has not forgiven the student loans. If you, uh, in my opinion, if you get uh, get these extended out to May, there's no way that you're going to let them start being paid again before an election. And people, they will at least placate them if you can't forgive the loans or if you can't get Congress to forgive the loans because that's president, the pres, uh, president's stance is he thinks this should come from Congress, whether or not he has the authority to do it or not. Uh, but he is going to uh, extend it again because there's no way you're going to uh, let that sit in the, in the public conscience before an election where uh, your party is probably going to lose some seats just because that's what happens in a midterm election for a a time like this so um am i surprised just like you no i'm not surprised i'm not even well maybe surprised not shocked and i agree there's a ton of money sitting out there floating around the economy right now this would have been a reasonable thing to do we've extended it three or four times at this point if we can start taking some of that money off the table uh and having it redirected into other obligations and people's budgets. Um, that's great. I don't disagree with you on the political side of things uh, as it relates to this. I also, I'm limiting my comments uh, from that, right? Like I, 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 I'm more concerned. I just think it was a horrible decision. <laughs> like I think it was a bad decision absent the politics involved. Yeah, I buy what you're saying totally. But I think the criticism <clears throat> from the public needs to not be about the politics, but it needs to be about the timing. Think about it this way. If you had to choose a perfect time to restart these, it's now. It is, it is literally now. Any moment later makes this harder. And, and then you almost have to ask the question in a serious way. And, and, and again, try to ignore politics. What does 90 days actually accomplish? Nothing is accomplished in 90 days by waiting 90 more days. It's not like employment is going to improve. Employment is unbelievable right now. So I don't I don't understand it at all. And people for, from the stimulus payments and advanced child tax credits, that money will then be dried up 90 days from uh, you know this extension. It truly is the perfect time to restart payments, which was an accident. <laughs> It was accidentally the perfect time, and now it's purposefully a really bad time, and that's what I don't understand. Yeah, from a personal finance standpoint, this is pretty tough. I guess the one thing that you could potentially have working in a lot of people's favors are um, 
the likelihood of a tax refund coming right around the time that they'll get kicked back in uh, to, to people's budgets. So they, they might have a little bit of cash to help ease that transition from, uh, from not making payments for two years, over two years at that point until uh, now. But you're right. If you look around at what most people are, uh, the environments most people find themselves in, I'm not talking about the really tough cases uh, of individuals, but for most people, uh, you should be prepared to start making those payments. You were, you should have been expecting to make those payments. And uh, if you're not, then you've got a 90-day reprieve, and I suggest that you get to it. Well, Dame, uh, here's what else I'm concerned uh, about with, with this situation is if it is punted again, Mm-hmm. Isn't that fair to say one of the main struggles of our economy right now is inflation? And part of the reason is there's so much cash flow going back into the economy that consumer demand is running wild. Supply is still behind. And so I felt in sort of a weird diabolical way that starting student loan payments back up slowed down the the speed of inflation a little bit. No. Yeah, I, it's, in theory, that money that should have that would normally be spent on student loans isn't going into people's savings accounts and isn't going into their retirement funds. It's being spent in other ways. Hopefully, it's being used in in really beneficial ways, paying down debt, uh, other debts that you may have, or or strengthening an emergency fund or whatever the case may be. But a lot of that's just being absorbed into your lifestyle. Uh, yeah. it, you and I both know that. I, I want to make a, another point because I, I feel like I don't want this to, this segment to come off of like uh, that I think it's a waste of tax, taxpayer dollars because I, I, I'm, that's not even my point. <laughs> my point is this. This is harmful to the people who have student loans. That's my point. Like this is about behavior and habits and this is the prime time to reignite those payments which will help if you wait 90 more days or wait beyond that, the problem gets worse and it will be harder to wean yourself off that increased cash flow. So that's not my concern. I mean, that is my concern. My concern is not the politics of it. My concern is not the tax implications of it. Although I bo- acknowledge both of those things are problematic. I think the bigger issue is how this will impact the student loan uh, person in general. Ted, you did a great job in this segment. What did you think about all of this? Um... I don't know. Awesome. With that, after the break, the three best money moves to start your financial year right. Right here on the Pete the Planner Show, I'm Pete the Planner. Ted, you really nailed it that segment, bro. How are you feeling? Good. Yeah? yeah? You're welcome to play games on my phone if you want. Oh, yeah. That's why I get Are people you. still <laughs> listening? Yeah, people still listening. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay, so we're going to do that a couple more times. You did great. Dame, any, any uh, tips for uh, I'm Ted take here? take off my ring because my hand's getting sweaty. Well, yeah. When you have a ring this yeah. heavy, Ted, are you ready to hear Ted's ring hit the table? Yes. <laughs> Is that classified as a weapon if you wear that? Yeah. I mean, if he wore this to school, it would not get past the metal detectors. Hey, look, uh, Ted, there's Cousin John. Uh, he says this show needs more duns. Well, now he's on it. Bring it. Yeah, yeah. He, he, good man. Um, of course, we always have to take Craig's comments when we talk about student loans. Well done, uh, he, Craig says. Well, that makes me feel good about ourselves. It's also crazy regressive as many people who can't afford the payments aren't required to. Uh, aren't required to. Okay, I'm a good reader, Craig. Dame, what do you think? Craig, uh, I know you don't have any um, 
crystal ball, but do the payments get pushed back after the May 1st deadline or coming up on the May 1st deadline? Or is this the final uh, push? I know you, I read your previous comment and you pointed out the White House didn't say it was the last time, but I'm curious if you think it is the last time or not. You know, I want to make a point, Dame. I think, um, I think this, if, if this is a political ploy, and I, I honestly, I don't really care whether it is or not, but let's say it is, it's going to backfire. Because what's going to happen is people are going to say, well, just forgive it. And they're not going to forgive the loans. They're just going to keep pushing back the, the, the need to pay for them. And so people are going to say, well, this isn't even helping you. We want them forgiven. So that's going to backfire. And you'll just have people stay home from the polls, in my opinion. I could see that. <sighs> All right. You ready to start another segment here? Ted? Uh, are we doing the uh, three three yeah. moves? Is that yeah. what it was? Okay, so Craig says, I'm a cynic, so I think they keep extending. It takes the pressure off the forgive student loan discussion, which is right. De facto, they are forgiving them without the, the tax hit to borrowers of forgiveness, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. There you go. All right. You know, I, I do have to admit I get uncomfortable with that conversation for a few different reasons. Number one, I really, really... I do think it's political, but I don't think that's that's the bad part about it. I mean, I, I, I'd prefer people not play politics with their economy, right? But I think the bad part is the for the actual borrower that this will negatively impact decades of their life uh, because they're not going to get forgiven. They, they will not get forgiven. We're just going to keep keep kicking the can down the road, which is is pretty sad. You know, and, and, it, and it's going to impact people and people are going to think they're winning, but they're not. And, and that's what bothers me. Yeah, I of all the things uh, that people can play politics with, it's really sad that edu- it comes down to education uh, in this case. And uh, it highlights the bigger problem uh, that, that the cost of education really is. And the entire time that this uh, will they get forgiven? Should we extend the deadline? The whole time that conversation is going on, nothing is being done to solve the actual root of the problem. Yeah, it's funny. It's like, I I don't think student loans will be forgiven, but I also don't necessarily have a problem with that. I actually have a bigger problem with the insincere nature of just moving the, the target every 90 days. <laughs> That's weird. Like I have less of a problem with $50,000 per person of student loans being wiped out than I do punting every 90 days I, I i i don't know what that says about me other than probably i'm bad at math but that's how i feel <laughs> all right ted are you ready for another segment yes i am okay do you want to do your top five nba sleepers now or after the next segment i haven't thought of them okay well i want you to think of that during the during the segment here okay okay are you I telling me too. he prepares for the show like his dad so you're not prepared well I am. I have two. Okay, who are the two? Uh, Alpern Shagoon and who? Alpern Shagoon. He's a rookie. Alpern Shagoon is not an NBA Shane player. Goon. Shane Goon. Yes. Who does he play for? Rockets. Search him up right now. Search him up. How do you even begin to spell Alpert <laughs> Shane Goon? E. I mean A. Okay. P. L. Okay. P. Okay. E. Okay. R. Okay. N. Oh. Alperin Sengun. I said there he's, can't be too many of them on the internet, Pete. He's a Turkish basketball player. He's six foot ten. He's nineteen years old. How do you know Alperin Sengun? He's good. He was the Turkish League MVP, and he's really good right now. 
Dame, did you know about uh, this gentleman? He might be coming up as one of the better players. Oh, I have three now. Okay, who else? Franz Wagner. Fr- Franz Wagner? Yes. <laughs> is he German? <laughs> Maybe. Well, Ted, is this like uh, your team is, there it is, Franz Wagner, German basketball player. There he is. He plays for the, who's he play for? Magic. Okay, Magic. And who's your third sleeper? Uh, Franz Wagner, by the way, is from Berlin, Germany, Dame. Uh, yeah. Darius Garland. Uh, Darius Garland? Uh-huh. That sounds uniquely tis, American. Tis the season. <laughs> Uncle Dame's funny. Darius Garland from the Cavs. Darius Kennard Garland from Gary, Indiana. All right. Oh, wait. Yeah. I might do him as my um, player. What do you mean? You know, my um, player for young Hoosiers. Oh, Ted gets to uh, be a Hoosier legend, a celebrity, and dresses that Hoosier for okay. a school project coming up in the spring. Uh, and so, yeah, did any, by the way, in the, the chat right now, what famous Hoosier should Ted be for his project? Ooh. He's leaning, leaning toward Oscar Robertson, right? Good one. Yeah. I'm pushing for Tamika Catchings. Okay. So, <clears throat> primarily because, like, she would actually show up <laughs> and, <laughs> and be there as he is her. So I think that'd be great. All right. So um, let's start the show. I'll keep thinking of other players. Okay, bro. You me turn your mic off for this next segment or leave it on? Leave it <clears throat> on. All right. All right. In three, two, one. Back on the Pete the Planner show. Uh, Dame, uh, it turns out the new year is upon us uh, very soon. And uh, we want people to start... Uh, they're year off right. So you and I have come up with three smart money moves to make sure that this year is is just marginally better than last year. And I think that begins with one very simple exercise, and that is taking a very long, hard look at your employee benefits. And instead of waiting until uh, open enrollment in the fall, you get into your retirement plan at work now because the retirement levels have changed, because arguably you've got a pay increase because of cost of living. Get in there, take a look at what the projections show within your retirement account, and ask yourself the really critical question Am I okay with this current path? Because if I am not okay with this current path, and you know the current path is the path that it is, you got to do something about it. Or, you are uh, uh, culpable, and you are responsible for that. How, I was getting really heated. What do you think? Wow, you're finger pointing and everything. Gosh, switch to decaf. No, I uh, employee benefits are often, often, often criminally underused. Uh, if you don't understand everything that's going on, it is really worth your time to sit down. And flip through everything. Get get updated materials from HR if you have to. And just understand, even if there's nothing really major that you need to change, maybe it's uh, changing some uh, uh, health plan types uh, if, if, uh, if something new is offered. Um, maybe it's looking at uh, any new investment options that are in the company 401k. Just real general basic stuff. We're not talking about making major shifts in in stuff like this. Uh, usually, it's going to be little things, little atomic changes. If you're going to go with the James Clear phraseology there, but 
a minor change can pay off big time down the road. So it really, really pays off to sit down and, and spend some time on this. What about the annual rebalance? Okay, so I will have to make a note uh, within the last week or so. I rebalanced uh, uh, one of my portfolios because something was doing so well <laughs> that it became uh, it, it, at one point it was 20% of my portfolio and then it became 70% of my portfolio. Ooh, wow. That's how well it was doing. So I, uh, you know, dialed that back. And, and, and so Dame is, this is a good time of year to say, okay, have I gotten out of balance? Why when something goes from 20% of a portfolio to 70%, why is that bad? Uh, it's just so big you can't know. Uh, you are uh, you've got way too much of your uh, assets allocated to one individual investment, which which can go very poorly. However, that also means that other things may be uh, not performing quite as well. And if you can take some of the money off of the table and buy while those other investments are less expensive, when things normalize, you're going to come out in ahead because you, you'll have more money in some of the. Uh, temporarily worse performing investments. So being overweighted in one individual equity or one individual fund or whatever the case may be for, for your situation doesn't typically pay off in the long run. You want to make sure that you've uh, got a rebalanced portfolio. And in fact, most 401ks offer an opportunity to automatically rebalance. So if, if you are not doing that inside of your 401k plan, look and see if it's an option and see if you can have it rebalanced automatically once or twice a year. Dame, second smart money move to start 22 off on the right foot is a household uh, financial meeting. Uh, it's a pretty obvious one. I like a SWOT analysis because I never took an MBA course. That's MBA, Ted, not NBA. Do you know what uh, you know? You know what, you know what NBA stands for, right, Ted? National Basketball League. <laughs> National Basketball League NBA. Oh, association. Right. Uh, and do you know what MBA stands for? National Basketball. National Basketball Association. That is correct. <laughs> All right. So anyway, Dame, a SWOT analysis, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. Look at your financial life and say, all right, what's going well for us? Where do we struggle? What could go well? And then what could hurt us? I think taking 30 minutes to start your year to put some purpose to your financial year is something that, I don't know, I'm going to make up a number. 95% of people don't do. You think it would help? Totally. I Communication is going to make your financial life, uh, if not markedly better, at least marginally better. And mine, uh, in my head, if you were going to throw to me, was going to be set some goals, which this goes right along with a SWOT analysis. Is you got to make sure you know uh, what your family is trying to accomplish this year and how you're going to get there. So if everybody's uh, working towards the same handful of ideas or goals, uh, things are going to go a heck of a lot better. And finally, the number three move to make sure that you are on the right foot I was, it's not about setting goals. It's about looking at your checking account more critically. You know, I think we talked uh, on the show recently about how people use financial tools, convenience tools, technology to better their financial lives. But so often we are not critical enough about the flows in and out of our checking accounts. 
and how they can improve and, and how by relying on these crutches of a cushion or a buffer or margin or whatever you want to call it, I think that becomes problematic. So Dame, I love in January every year that I am a nerd, I love to look at how money has regularly flown in and out of our checking account because then I can make specific changes based on the patterns we see. Yeah, if you have uh, even what you would consider a boring financial life, sitting down and looking at what your cash is actually doing can be really insightful. And if you haven't done that in a while, this is a great time to do it. Uh, You can maybe uh, help plan for some expenses, whether they're uh, fun expenses, whether they're just maintenance type expenses that are coming up later in the year. You have a really good idea uh, of how that's going to impact your month-to-month financial life. And when those things occur, uh, or or you get to actually do them, if it's a, a positive uh, expense, uh, you know something that you've been reaching for, all the better. I, you know, I you just made a point that is always true. Uh, the more boring you are financially, the better you are financially, and and that's just the truth. No one wants to hear it. People want to tell you about their 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 hot stock picks and how much their crypto's gone up. The more boring you are the better your financial life will be. And that is the absolute truth. It's the absolute truth. Uh, I have softened on my position on crypto this year, 100%. Ted, you are playing a video game with sound live on a radio show. (laughs) You want to rethink that decision? What do you think? You've gone, you've gone mute. Okay. Well, at least you are mute. Uh, now mute your game. All right. <laughs> Just sniffing into the <laughs> puppy on the show. Ted, this is a good idea for you to come on the show today. What do you think? Uh, yeah. Yeah. You rethinking it? Uh, yeah. Same. Okay. Uh, Dave, anything you want to add to the list? No, I think those are three great things. If people take the time to do those, they will be surprised at the, the difference that their financial life could have. And, uh, again, it's not, we're not talking about making huge momentous changes, make small changes, the small changes that seem like they may not uh, really uh, amount to anything, but if you make uh, enough small changes, uh, they will definitely have an impact on your financial life. Score your financial year of 2021 on a a one to 10 in terms of your household, Damon, just quickly before we go to break, what do you think? How how was it? 10 was a great year. One was a, not a good year. Uh, I will, I will start. I'll give myself, uh, all things considered, uh, an, an eight or a nine, but it's not because massive amounts of money came in. I just think things fell the way I wanted. How about you? Uh, seven and three quarters. All right. Hey, we'll take it. Coming up after the break, what personality traits do you need to consistently make good financial decisions? That's next on the Pete the Planner Show. I'm Pete the Planner. All right, Ted. <laughs> you want to say anything to the audience here? Um, S- sorry. Sorry? It's all right. You've just ruined people's financial lives. I know. Like people are not going to have uh, bath towels now, Kleenexes. <laughs> okay, hey, uh, let's continue with sleepers, NBA sleepers. Let's think of some I more. I one more. Okay, who else do you have? DeJounte Murray. DeJounte Murray. How He's would... a really good defender. DeJounte Murray, here he is. He plays for the Spurs. He's 25 uh, and went to the University of Washington. 
Deshante Murray. Dame, have you heard of any of these people? No. Good. <laughs> uh, one more. Give us one more. You got to round out your five. Who was your favorite player in the NBA? Ooh, um, Kawhi's hurt, so John Morant. John Morant, yeah. Who's your game, your basketball game, the most like? Out on the court, if someone were to watch Tito Buckets out I on the floor. I said mix of John Stockton AI. He's a mix. <laughs> That's a pretty good combination. Also, you cannot have two more polar opposite people in the world than AI, Allen Iverson, and John Stockton. Oh, Theodore. Yeah, you know what? I would say you're like a, a, a TJ McConnell out there. You get a lot of 50-50 balls. You, you know, you're the smallest guy out there. Um, but, you, I mean, you'll consistently get seven, eight rebounds a game. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Got a lot of heart. You're like your mom. <laughs> Small but mighty. <laughs> True. 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 All right. Uh, Ted, what do you want for Christmas? Anybody, is that worth noting? The big man, Santa? What do you want to bring you? A lot. Jerseys. Okay. Jerseys? Yeah. Who are you wearing today? Oh. Okay, your headphones are going to fly off. He's going to go on the screen. Everyone on the podcast is really loving this. Ted's going full screen. The Dikembe Mutombo Denver Nuggets jersey uh, from what year is that? 1991. There you go. All right, Ted. Uh, Ted, you're going to play for the uh, Carmel Greyhound someday, do you think? Yes. All right. Sit back down. Okay. This was a good decision. Mrs. Planner said, are you sure this is a good idea? And I said, yes. Yeah, it's a great idea to have him around. <clears throat> okay. Dame, you ready for personality traits that make for... Um, Not until I get a finger wag from Ted. He's got the jersey on. He's got a... There we go. <laughs> okay. Um, let's do this. By the way, this is my day today is this morning I'm hanging out with Ted. We're doing radio. Taking my daughter, Ollie, to a Japanese market this afternoon so she can buy supplies for recipes she's seen on TikTok. And then Mrs. Planner and I are going to dinner tonight. So it is the perfect day. Oh, why does Ollie have to babysit me? And then Ollie's babysitting Ted tonight. (laughs) You didn't tell me that. All right, we'll work this out later, son. Okay. (laughs) All right, three, two, one. Back on the Pete the Planner show. Dame, you and I had a conversation uh, yesterday, actually, about personalities and how there are certain personality traits that that you observe uh, in your daily work that if a person possesses these personality traits, you are almost certain that their financial life will be beautiful. And so what I'd love to do it's not like we can all change our personalities, but it but it is interesting to think if you got the guts, the guts of these personality traits to to pull off your financial dreams. So uh, let's do that. Let's explore some personality traits that we think are conducive to financial success. Does that seem fair? Yeah, yeah. Let's do that. All right. So maybe we'll go a little back and forth action here. You right. you, you shall begin. You may choose the very first personality trait. What do you got? I think you won't be surprised at all uh, based on what I do for a living and the the sorts of of individuals that we talk to. But if you can be coachable, that is going to make a huge difference in your financial life. If you've got linked up with uh, somebody who knows what's going on, whether it's a mentor or an advisor or whatever the case may be, 
if you are willing to listen and apply what they are telling you, uh, the, the, the tricks that they have picked up along the way or what they, they may perceive as a, a good course of action for you, if you can rely or at least um, apply somebody else's wisdom to your situation who, who's maybe seen a thing or two, it's going to work out really well for you. All right. I like that. Uh, I, I, will, uh, I will raise you a doesn't have a get quick rich mentality. Mm-hmm. I think of uh, the people I've coached over the years, what I get nervous about is when I sense that shortcut. Um, and and, and what, I, what it's hard to explain is uh, people don't realize the get rich quick mentality is a bad thing. That's the, that's the weird awareness that comes with it or lack of awareness that comes with it. If you constantly think getting rich and doing it as fast as possible is your, your goal, you don't realize the, the fallacy in that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it rarely works out. And of course you always see the, the stories of when it does work out. You, you don't see the, uh, just, chaff scattered along the side of the road of the people who have tried and failed miserably when it comes to quick get, get rich quick schemes by the way i do have one friend who has that mentality who's really good at it <laughs> like he's unbelievable at it. i was talking to mrs planner about it last night it's just like there's certain people that can pull it off he's one of them um and it's really odd because, I mean, it's just a really odd thing, but he is certainly in the minority because I can name 30 other dudes or, or women for that matter that, that have tried and are failing at it miserably. And that's exactly it. There are some people who can just create money from nothing. Yep. They, they, they are incredibly talented, whether it's a personality type or connections or, or whatever the case may be, they can make it happen. Most of the people who think they can make it happen are fooling themselves and they are creating more problems than, uh, than it's worth than just doing it the old fashioned way and just putting the work in. All right. Next for you, next personality trait that uh, is primed for a good financial situation. I think it actually strikes uh, a, a middle ground between the two of what we were just talking. I think it's being uh, humble. Uh, as well you are not uh, thinking that you deserve x y and z no you are going to go out there and uh, apply yourself to make sure that you uh, achieve the goals that you've got whether that's uh, hard work or whether that's extra study or time of of making some um, well making extra time for those that uh, you care about in your life being humble enough to say that there are things that are uh, more important than, than what I'm doing or what I'm uh, attempting to do, uh, that is really valuable because we, we all need to make sure we understand that uh, we are but a cog in this, this crazy thing we call life. And yes, hard work can be rewarded, but we shouldn't be afforded a uh, special treatment for what we've got going on. All right, personally, personality trait number four, uh, this is mine. I, I, this is mine as in I have this trait, but this is the one I'm naming. Uh, the ability to look beyond the next year or two. Right? I, I think so often people will say they're thinking long-term about retirement and they'll, they'll make moves for that. 
But when it comes to big decisions they make now, they tend to make them in the right now and not make them with the, the, the forethought of the next two, three, four, five years, which is a funny way of saying maybe there's a job opportunity out there that involves a pay cut. And, you, and you're like, well, I don't want to take a pay cut. But, but by taking that pay cut, you set yourself up for more stability and more opportunity. This is one for years that I've felt really strongly about is there's nothing wrong with taking a pay cut uh, under the right circumstances. And the reason sometimes people's pay is high uh, compared to other opportunities is because there's less upside to that opportunity. And, and you can actually get blinded. You can be put to sleep by your own focus on your high income. And so I think uh, the lack of myopathy is one of my personality traits. Now it's to you, Dan. What do you think? Uh, I'm curious about the timing of, of that uh, potential trait, knowing that I've got an annual review coming up and knowing you're talking about uh, pay cuts. Well, no. You, you, it's, you, uh, you, you, yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, mine was actually going to be somewhat similar to that. It's It's patience having the ability to not feel like you always have to be making a move uh, doing something uh, um, at this exact moment what am i doing I, it's it's okay to sit and wait and let things kind of unfold in front of you before you make that decision sometimes we talk about these treadmill moments uh, in in people's lives where you just have to keep doing what you're doing let the plan work itself out or or let the funds build up and then you can move on to that next step. It's not always a, this week I'm doing this, next week I'm doing that, and by the end of the month I'll have X, Y, and Z accomplished. It's not always that way. Sometimes it takes a while for things to play out the way that you have envisioned them, and, and that's okay. You have to be patient. Uh, Dame, I wonder, uh, the next one I, I have is, is, is gonna sound slightly controversial because it's tropish. <laughs> um, but I want everyone to take this with a grain of salt. I think a high degree of personal responsibility is important here. And I want to note that personal responsibility is not a cure-all. Personal responsibility um, doesn't necessarily solve uh, a lot of problems. However, combined with a lot of these other things and empowering yourself to solve a lot of these challenges is a really useful tool. And I say this because I happen to have encountered numerous people with good income, with great education, with lovely assets that don't actually take personal responsibility uh, for their future. What they'll say is something to the fact that, well, my family's got a lot of money. It'll eventually be mine. That is the opposite of personal responsibility. And so that's why I bring it up. I, I don't mean it in the pull yourself up by the bootstraps. That's not my point on this one. I think there's, again, I I don't know how to say this correctly, but I think uh, contentment has a lot to do with a good financial life as well. It's okay to, to, to push yourself and to strive for X, Y, and Z, but uh, if you can learn to be happy with, with what you've got and, and not necessarily what you want, uh, a lot of times that's going to be uh, a really good thing. All right, Dame. Well, uh, so that, that's our list. Um, Ted Dunn, my nine-year-old son, has been sitting in this whole episode. Ted, you've been very well behaved. Uh, you did play a video game uh, with sound live on the air. We have one more segment after this. Is there anything you want to make sure we talk about on the radio with you in the next segment? No. Excellent. 
when can you take a radio class at school is there a radio station at your school no okay okay Maybe I can help with that. No, I would not. Okay. (laughs) Boy, this is is great. Coming up after the break, biggest waste of money of the week. And then Uncle Dame is going to read some current events. And then, uh, Ted, we are going to have you give your NFL MVP award right here on the air. All that is next right here on the P the Planet Show. We got got biggest waste of money of the week, current events, NFL MVPs, uh, and a holiday holiday greeting. I'm Pete the Planner. This is the show. All right, Ted, where, where are you going? I need to get a water. I need to get a water. Okay. All that talking. All that, yeah. I mean, yeah, you must be parched. Yeah. From all the dibberage powder out there. Uh, that's a decent segment. Worked out, right? Oh, yeah. Is my video still getting weird today? No, I think it's done, it's done uh, better than pre show. Okay. You come back over here? Oh, Ted's got another sleeper. Wait till you're back on mic because it's always fun to talk off mic, you know, 15 feet away. All right, Ted's going to come back, everybody, with another sleeper. Um, you putting your hat back on? Um, your, your hair looks rough. I'm going to get in trouble from your mother for this. Okay. okay. All right, come on. Jeremy, did the audio continue or just the... Uh just the screen or did the audio freeze as well all right ted uh give us your next sleeper nba sleeper pick who is it going to be Kyrie snap what Ty- what's wrong with your voice <laughs> turn it okay who Ty- oh okay tyrese tyrese maxi tyrese maxi let's take ben a- simmons fill in okay <laughs> Tyrese Maxey is, uh, there he is. He is 21 years old. You know all of these like really young guys. Yeah, that's why they're, that, that's... That's why they're sleepers. Yeah. Yeah, because they're like your sister. They're probably still asleep in bed. Probably. What are the chances? It's 1042. Ted, what do you think? Do you think Ollie is asleep right now? Yes. Yeah, yeah she's a lazy bum. Okay. Let's finish the show. We have nine minutes to go. You ready? Yeah. Okay, so let me pull up. This and this. Don't do that, Ted. My, my man. Right. And let's start the segment. Three, two, one. This week's biggest waste of money of the week right here on the Pete the Planner Show is, as you know, every week on the Pete the Planner Show, we give you a giant waste of money. This week is no different. It's the Arnold Palmer Signature Swatches Autographed Patch Card. The late, great Arnold Palmer purveyor of mixed drinks. No, one of the greatest, most influential golfers of all time. Uh, He also had a unique sense of style, which led him to developing his own clothing line. I remember my dad used to have like Arnold Palmer golf shirt. Uh, A piece of one of his tournament-worn shirts is embedded in this 2012 Leaf Ultimate Golf Signature Swatches silver foil trading card. In addition to the shirt swatch and handsome design, the card also carries an authentic on-card Palmer signature and has been given a near-perfect grade of 9.5 by Beckett Grading Services. Uh, Dame, what do you think Arnold Palmer's shirt, which arguably has been soaked in a mix of lemonade and iced tea, what do you, what do you think it, that costs? 
whatever the king's uh, estate wants to charge for it. He's a, a, a legend, so I, I will not stand by and let you disparage the name of Arnie. Three thousand dollars. That might be a little steep. It's a little bit for it's it's a it's a it's a golf card. It's a, like a sports card with just like a little piece of fabric in there. Like you went and got a sample at the fabric store because you're going to make new curtains or sheets for your your bed for your kid. Ted, what is the most valuable sports card that you personally own? Oh, I can't use your cards. Um, you cannot use my cards. I'm talking about you personally as a young nine-year-old. My Patrick Mahomes college card. Patrick Mahomes college card. And of course, Patrick Mahomes went where to school? Uh, um, Texas Tech. Texas Tech. That is correct. Dane, what's in the news this week? Nearly $100 billion of an uh, intended for uh, pandemic relief funds has been stolen since early 2020, the U.S. Secret Service said yesterday. So you're saying some people got more than three stimulus checks? No. Uh, the agency dropped that bombshell when naming a pan national pandemic fraud recovery coordinator to ramp up the agency's investigations into COVID-related financial scams. Uh, Roy Dotson, the agent, agent, agent tapped as the coordinator, told CNBC that he's never seen fraud at this scale, and he's been working on fraud investigations for over 20 years. So far, the agency has seized more than $1.2 billion in illegally obtained relief funds and returned more than $2.3 billion in stolen funds. Officials have arrested more than 100 suspects, but 900 investigations into pandemic fraud are still active. Do you remember when the CARES Act was being negotiated uh, in the act right after that? And one of the big concerns was there was no accountability or oversight on mm -hmm. how some of the funds are spent. Uh, what's interesting about this story is this isn't about that. This is about just Americans or whoever uh, committing fraud to to get these funds. Never mind. Uh, I'm not saying that the government is committing fraud uh, with the you know allocating these funds, but but the main concern at the time wasn't the fraud for Americans. It was the fraud that they thought would be rampant within the government. So if there's that much fraud in this capacity, you can only wonder what the other side of that might look like. You know what I mean? You know what? I'm trying to say something without saying something. Then let's just not say it. <laughs> well, no, I just, uh, I, I think if it's that prominent at the, at the, um, the citizen level, it has to also exist on a more macro level. Correct? It, of course. Yes, of course. that's terrifying. Adidas's first NFT effort appears to have been a success. The block has learned that the collaboration with Bored Ape, Yacht Club, G Money, and Punks has raked in more than 23 million in Ethereum between 15.5 million early access phase and 7.5 million in a general sale. All told, the drop minted nearly 30,000 NFTs despite a hiccup that led Adidas to pause early transactions. Now, the number may not sound large for such a well-known brand, but Adidas managed the equivalent of $538.4 million in profit during its last quarter. $23 million from a limited-run digital release is significant. Ted, do you know what NFTs are? Have you heard of those? No. Uh, can you name those brands again? Like the with those things, Ted. Uh, tell uh, me if you've heard of any of these. Does a nine-year-old know what these things are? Go ahead. Board Ape Yacht Club. No. Okay. Uh, G Money and Punks. Maybe. That's all I got. All right. Well, I'm sort of glad you don't know about <laughs> Ted, uh, your favorite um, mu musician right now. Who's your favorite musician? 
Juice World? I listen to songs, not... I've probably listened most Juice World. Okay, Juice World. May he rest in peace, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's too bad. Um, you know what's... Uh, this is not the time for this. Uh, anyway, Dane, what else is in the news? Lace potato chips are well-known mm. to salty snack fans. They're your favorite mm. potato chip, aren't they? Ted and I both love Lace. All right. Yeah. Put on uh, this past Thursday... Uh, a week ago Thursday, the brand entered the world of spirits. That's, that's like uh, bourbon and stuff. Oh. Okay. Lays, but make it vodka, the snack brand posted to Twitter at 9 a.m. on a Thursday morning. Mm. We partnered with Eastside Distilling to transform our signature proprietary potatoes into a vodka blend. That's right. The 80-proof vodka then went on sale for $40 a bottle with very limited quality, uh, quantity, not quality. I please forgive me. That was a mistake. Uh, just over two and a half hours later, both Lay's and Eastside Distilling announced that the vodka had sold out. Earlier this month, Oreo and Barefoot Wine partnered to create a cookie-flavored wine, Barefoot and Oreo Thins Red Blend. Ew. Yeah, this Lay's potato. I have to say, I just pulled up the imagery mm-hmm. of the Lay's potato chip vodka. Have you seen the branding for it? Yes, it's beautiful. It is. It I really mean, is. that's striking. Yeah. Beautiful. Uh, one other little tidbit there in this vein: fast food chain Arby's recently announced the launch of its eighty-proof fry-flavored vodkas. Pete, what is going on? You know, as someone who does enjoy a glass of the strong stuff, I have no interest in this novelty. Uh, approach of uh, bur- I, I I would even know. Isn't there like a like peanut butter whiskey? I, 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 yes. I haven't even tried that, and people like it. It is very peanut buttery. I do like peanut butter. Uh, anything else in the news this week, Dave? Uh, billionaire Elon Musk, the world's richest person, said he's going to pay more than eleven billion in taxes this year. He, of course, announced that on Twitter. What do, what do we think about that? Is eleven billion enough for the world's richest man? Uh, and, and not being dismissive of your news story here. I don't care about Elon Musk any more than I care about anybody else. I, so it's not to say like, I'm done with him. It's like, yeah, I hope he has a great life and he's fine. I, I just, um, the amount the world talks about him is disturbing to me. You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, th- think about everything he's accomplished. I mean, it, it is mind-boggling. Everything that he's managed to do in his relatively short time on, well, very short time on Earth. Yeah, he has uh, done a lot. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, uh, Ted, it is your turn here. How much do you pay in taxes, by the way, each year? Zero. Okay. Uh, Ted, it is your turn to name who you believe the National Football League MVP will be this year. I want you to give your top three candidates, and then I want you to tell us who's going to win. Top three candidates and who's going to win. Okay. Jonathan Taylor. Okay. Is that one of the top three candidates? Yes. Okay. Patrick Mahomes. Okay, P. Mahomes. And um, maybe Tom Brady. Okay, maybe Tom Brady. Okay, so, Dame, do you want to choose from those who you think will be the MVP, and then we'll see who, if it matches up with Ted's pick? Uh, total homer, uh, JT. Okay, so JT for uh, Dame. Uh, what do you think, Ted? Um, I want to go with Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go. I want it to be JT. I'll give you the whole awards, the whole oh. awards, all the awards. All the awards? Okay, go ahead. Give me the other awards. we got a little bit of time. So, um, Offensive Player of the Year, JT. Okay. Defensive Player of the Year, I don't know. Probably Micah Parsons for the Cowboys. Or Trayvon Diggs. Okay. 
Um, defensive rookie of the year. Um, I don't know. This yeah. is hard. Yeah, I'm glad we we got here. Uh, offensive rookie of the year, Mac Jones. Okay. Um. And that's all we have time for this okay. week on the show. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> hey, thanks for being on the show. I love you. Thanks for being here. Dame, I love you too. Uh, I love all of you. Uh, send you good vibes. Good vibes are all that's in the budget. I'm Pete the Planner, and this is the show. Bye. All right. So uh, DJ Metronome makes an appearance here on the show today. Look at that. Your buddy DJ Metronome who made you the song. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hello, sir. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to win the NFL MVP. No. No, I, I do. I, I think he's... He's a coveter. <laughs> Everyone... <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> it's okay to have COVID-19 test. You know, if people get it, you know, it's all right. Yeah, but... Yeah, let's just relax. <laughs> does uh, does uh. DJ Metronome know that you opened uh, the show with song the last couple of weeks that he could probably uh, weave into a, a, a nice new intro for us? Uh, yeah, we, uh, he could, he could absolutely help with that, but then I'd still be too lazy to play it. That's true. All right. That's it. Dame shows over. I got to edit this beast, uh, put it up and then I'm done. So, uh, <laughs> what's wrong with you? <laughs> oh, good Lord. We're going to have a talk on the way home. What? Nothing. I didn't do anything. You didn't. Hey, you did a great job, man. <laughs> Thank you. I did stuff. And you did do stuff. <laughs> yes. All right. What is the gift that you really hope is under the tree this year? I'm just curious. Ooh, jerseys. I hope I get a jersey. <laughs> just some form of jersey. I think you need an Eric Dickerson jersey with mm. uh, an additional set of rec specs to go with it. Yeah, he doesn't rock yeah. a lot of football jerseys. He likes the basketball. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right, bro. Uh, Dame, see ya. Everyone else, uh, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Uh, have a good new year. We'll be back in 2022 with Dame and I looking at our market predictions from 2021, reviewing those, winners and losers, and then we'll pick new ones for 2022. Uh, that's it. Stay getting money. <laughs>